Welcome back to Sober Grind. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you better understand addiction and recovery. My name is Austin, and I'm your co-host along with Pesh. If you need help with addiction, whether it be for yourself or someone that you know, you can call us 24-7 at 877-577-9382 or click the link in the description. Today, we're talking about how to prevent relapsing during times of stress and unknowing. We're all getting through this coronavirus pandemic together, but we want to provide you with some great advice for what you can do to prevent a relapse during this time. In my opinion, this is one of the best episodes that we have ever done, and I really hope that you enjoy it and take something away from it. Are you ready? Let's talk about this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Sober Grind. Today, we have an ever so important topic on relapse prevention during a pandemic. With times like this during the coronavirus, COVID-19. First of all, can people hear us? Yes, people should be able to hear us. Good, she just texted, all good. Okay. So during stressful times like this, we're of social isolation, companies shutting down, businesses shutting down, uh, Places that we go to work out, even get our coffee, uh, are all shut down right now. And it's leading towards stress and an even high risk for relapse. So we want to go into today some relapse prevention strategies for you so you don't need to worry about it. And you can reach out to us at any time. So ladies and gentlemen, my name is Austin and I'm joined by my co-host. I'm Pej. Pejy Pej. Awesome. So Pej. Let's start talking about relapse prevention strategies and, and firstly, why things are stressful right now. What, with the people that you're talking to in the recovery community on a day-to-day basis, what are you noticing? What are people saying to you? What I'm noticing is that you know the whole world is in disarray, right? So you know, when it comes to people that are in recovery, there's so many various people and i i'm i'm on the front lines but i'm also seeing people in other forums um everybody is feeling a way of source people and i i'm I'm on the front lines but i'm all without being that affected and then there's some people that are totally falling apart i'm Mm -hmm. talking there's people that have countless years of sobriety right now that they from what i'm seeing they're very very concerned rod says much better on mine okay so so um, I have to be compassionate because this is a very, very crucial, sensitive time. You know, a lot of people, uh, they don't know how to process their feelings. They don't know how to walk. I mean, I think it's hard for any single solitary person on this entire earth to be able to take all of this in and, you know, with having to mask up and having to glove up and, and going to different places and not knowing who you might be encountering or coming into contact with and how that might affect you and how that might, um, you may not catch it, but you may spread it or you may get it to the next person or you may get it to your parents or your grandparents or somebody like that. Like this is really, really a sensitive time. You know, uh, everybody's feeling a way of sorts. So uh, we're talking about relapse here. Like what, what am I seeing? I'm seeing a lot of relapse. Truly, truth be told, I'm not gonna lie. Like I see a lot of relapse on other, in other usual parts of life when when this wasn't all going on months before but right now yeah there's a higher rate of relapse yes a lot more people um are not able to 
processes. And then on top of that, I'll say there are a lot of people that are just relapsing anyway. And some of them have called me for help and I've been on the phone with them and I've talked with them and like some that I've known for a while, right. That have been uh, attempting to get sober over and over and over again. And right now um, they're calling me and they're saying it happened again. I relapsed and I, I want to be compassionate to them, but I also tell them like, um, you do realize like what's going on in your life in the world right now. And, you know, in particular, there was two different conversations I had more recently with two different people. And one of them said, what's going on? And I'm like, have you turned on the news? No, I haven't. And the other one was in a full blown. Really? Yeah, the other one was in a full blown meth psychosis. So in trying to like present to him that the world is kind of clusterfucked right now, like you, I don't want, I started thinking like in his psychosis, if I start telling him that there's, you know, a virus that's going around that's killing people, like that'll really like make his mind scurry. So like, yeah. But then you know what I, I I straight confronted him and I just told him, listen, bro, you're in a full blown meth psychosis right now, whether you like it or not. Like I have to give it to you direct. Like all of the stuff that you're talking about, that's tweaker shit. That's just like what tweakers talk about. And right now you need to go get help. So let's get you the help that you need. Like however that may be. Some people don't have the means to go and get help. Some people want to get help and they don't. They've completely, you know, exhausted all resources to be able to get that help. But regardless of the fact, like I still got to be compassionate to them, but I'm very direct with them. I'm like, you know, the whole world right now, the world doesn't revolve around you at this moment because the whole world is trying to uh, find themselves some kind of protection or cover so that they're not affected by this virus. I, I, I'm a realist. Like you just got to be realistic with these people and tell them like, um, this is a very bad time that you've chosen to relapse, but a very good time for you to get back from that and get sober so that you don't uh, make it worse because I feel with what's going on in the world, if they are out there and they're homeless and they're getting high, they have, they're more susceptible to possibly uh, obtaining whatever's going on, the, the virus or, or being around people that are carrying it or, or they themselves are a carrier. That's like a, a movie almost. I, I, I just can't even fathom. Like we, as fast as everything's been going, we've still been, you know, there's been steps for 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 everything that's happened to date. I, can't, I, I gotta yeah. tell you, like, I know like whenever we do the sober grind, obviously week in, week out, we talk about sobriety, right? We talk about uh, people getting sober, the importance of it, how you live sober, how, you, how you're comfortable in sobriety, or what you need to do to try to get sober so that you can be comfortable. We also, we pertain to many different family members that may be enablers, that may be codependent. And we, we're, we're always just trying to transmit the message of sobriety in, in both a therapeutic and a spiritual sense to the world. We, we want people to know that there's hope out there, that there's help. But like on a real tip, like just like on a worldly level, this is some shit that's going on here. Like when I have, con I have these deep mm -hmm. conversations with certain particular friends, right? Like I've got a lot of friends that like, we talk on the surface, like on the surface level conversations. I got a lot of friends that are panicking and they're in full fear, but I got some friends that they're very like-minded and, and when we speak, we, we kind of share the same values, the same thought process. And it's, it's quite fascinating. Like the word fascinating came up the other day and, and fascinating, not in a very good way, but fascinating. There's a lot of good that come, come out of this too. It is fascinating how four months ago, before any of this was happening, the world seemed to be flowing and moving quite well in many different directions. 
and how a virus could just suddenly appear. Even less than four months. It's it's been it's gone from zero to a hundred in like a month. This shit has debilitated the fucking world. I'm sorry. Today I have no filter. I, I must say it has debilitated the world. It has put everybody in a frenzy. It's ruined businesses. There's a lot of people that are being affected. Jobs, job loss. I mean, come on, this is not funny. Uh, the the oil companies are affected. They're like the super of the superpowers, right? Mm -hmm. This is a really big deal. This is really, really, really scary for many people. But truth be told, some people, you know, it's there's a lot of people experiencing cabin fever. It's hard for them to be in their homes for long periods of time, especially if they're uh, used to being out and about. I, I did a post earlier today. It's hard to be to pra practice. Uh, so what is it called? Social social distancing. Distancing when I'm a social butterfly. Like I'm, I love to get out and I'm a hugger. Like I love to hug. Like I'm a hugger. I love to shake hands. I, I'm not a knuckle pump fist pumper. I, I used to not like people that would fist pump me. Like I would just think like, what's wrong? Like you don't want to shake my hand or what? But now like, now we have to do that. Now it has to become a way of life. I think Trump was even talking about that today is that as a politician, like he's used to, to shaking other people's hands and like now every time i have to reprogram my brain whenever i'm out and about and it's like anywhere and and i see somebody i've got to pull my hand back and kind of just i don't even know if i want to do an elbow like you know rubbing elbows with people i, I don't even know if I do it. but you know this is a very sensitive time it's a big deal we got to really look out for our fellow man i love uh okay so here's what i was going to say it's fascinating in the sense of how fast it's spread it's pretty much in every single continent and every single country besides Antarctica, unless some penguin or like polar bear is carrying the ship. But, but I've got to say like, um, in the recovery community, Austin, it, it's fascinating to see how much people have come together and how we're carrying each other through this thing, how we're coming together. There's, there's, we, I know in the last one that we were recording that I kind of erased mine already, but I must say right now, people are utilizing zoom to host 12-step meetings. The reason I'm saying it here, I'm not saying it's, it's one specific anonymous program. There are There's a plethora of them, right? We have recovery pages on Facebook where we are um, setting up the links. There's different meetings for different people at different times. People that have their regular 12-step meetings are utilizing those. And to tell you the truth, like, I kind of like it because you really get to see people's faces. Some people like to keep their faces anonymous. They, you only hear, their voices some people are lurkers some people are active some people are sharers some people don't want to share some people just sit and they're they're, they're just um you know they're, they're just there and it's and it's a safe haven for them especially in a time where they feel like they're all alone in their house they get to go online and they get to interact with the recovery community i've said a lot your turn <laughs> no i just want to um continue on that i mean the, the use of zoom is is incredible and even google hangouts um, for people that may not be aware, Google Hangouts is actually offering uh, free and uh, premium services for companies right now uh, to have team meetings from remote positions, uh, video chats, much like Zoom. It's it's incredible. So technology like this is is just bringing us more together in times of social isolation. It's pretty in incredible. Um, what other? I, so I want to bring up other relapse prevention techniques. Um, some things that we've we've talked about in the past, but 
for the the non-tech savvy person, the the 65, the 70 year old person that's in recovery and relies on going to these meetings, but maybe doesn't even have a computer or doesn't know how to go on to Zoom because there is a there's a small level of technology uh, technological literacy needed to get onto a Zoom session. What do you recommend for people that just don't know how to get on? You know. I don't know so much if, if I could recommend something for those that don't know how to get on. I think, I mean, my dad's in, my dad's an 81 year old man that he, the day that he got Instagram, I was like, my dad has Instagram. Wow. But, um, but he, there was a time when my dad, listen, like, like this is kind of funny, right? Remember when email first became a thing, like when the internet first, maybe, maybe you don't remember you're I quite do. okay, so like my dad thought if he turned off his computer, that his email wouldn't work because emails aren't going to be able to come through. And I'm like, no, dad, it doesn't, <laughs> you don't understand. But so over the years, my dad has learned to become more tech savvy. And, and I'm not trying to say like old people, older people need to learn how to utilize um, the internet. But at this time, it's the greatest form of communication, you know, and, and truth be told, I'm in a lot of these, uh, I'm not that young. So I could say this, I'm 48 years old. So I'm right there in, in midlife, right? With no crisis. But I must say, uh, you can learn. There's a lot of people that come in our uh, recovery pages and they said, I'm not new to Zoom. Uh, how do you use this thing? And, and it's it's not hard. It's downloading an app and just basically hitting a link. So it's not that hard. I believe that somebody should assist people. Uh, not only should be helping the elderly or helping people that are in their older age by bringing and delivering groceries to them, but also possibly like getting on the phone with them and walking them through the process of doing this stuff, like how to get online, how to show them how to utilize this stuff so that they can, uh, so that they can communicate with us. Because those pages that I go to and those Zoom uh, platforms that I go to for all the 12-step meetings, I see a lot of older people in there. Some are silent and some are actually active and talking and utilizing it. So I don't think you have to be too old to know how to use this stuff. It's, it's you know, it's steps one, two, and three, like just finding it, hooking it up, hitting the link and there you are there's your face or there's not your face depending on how you roll i love that um what other relapse prevention strategies do you recommend for times like this i mean you know it's funny you ask that because because i was raised in a very hard-lined like rigid sober environment they basically taught us like you're either in this or you're out like so they they gave us enough rope to hang ourselves that was so i used to have this mentality of i don't believe in relapse prevention you just don't relapse right but then over a period of time like i started working in treatment i became a, a counselor and in groups and they, they wanted me to run relapse prevention groups and so i had to learn you know how people have different uh chemical makeups in their mind like cognitively they might not be able to process something so put your get yourself out of dangerous way don't go around people that are using and drinking don't go and fantasize if you're going to the grocery store to go pick up stuff because you need things for the house which there are no canned goods i just must say that i needed to go get a bunch of stuff and they were totally sold out but it seemed like they had a lot of like there there was a time when i used to walk into a grocery store and see the liquor aisle and start fantasizing or think stay out of that line that aisle you don't need to be going there right you don't need to be hanging around with friends or so-called friends from the past that 
are still actively using. You don't need to be going to Santa Ana or Skid Row if you're in Southern California. You don't need to be like calling people up that, that will comfort you, that are no good for you, that are toxic, that'll put you in a, in a position where you might lose your shit and want to end up going out and using. You don't need to be doing that. You need to be surrounding yourself with people that are your tribe for better sake of words. I mean, I'm talking like your recovery tribe, people that are sober, people that that, um, that value their sobriety, people that have embraced recovery, people that are positive, people that are gonna lift you up rather than uh, you know make you feel down. Um, I hope that helps. Absolutely. I, I also wanna encourage anybody that's watching um, this right now live or afterwards uh, to leave a comment, let us know how you're being impacted by this. Uh, is it messing with your mental health? Are you at risk of relapse or have you lost your job? We wanna hear these things. We wanna share your story if you feel comfortable, um, but we wanna hear how it's impacting you because it's impacting all of us one way or another. Pej, I wanna, um, with risk of travel, Right. What's your opinion on someone using this as a way to go to treatment now? It's a very good question. I mean, you know, I think eventually people are going to have to get the help that they need. So um, if your life is on the line and, and you need to get the treatment that you need, um, take safety measures and precautions. If you're going to travel, travel safely. Um, if you're going out of state to go to a center, um, wear gloves, wear a face mask. Don't hesitate. This is serious. This is very serious. You know, um, we've got a lot of people that we, I still bring in the treatment from out of state. Um, we just want to get them from their houses, their, wherever they are, or straight to the airport, straight to the other airport and straight to the, to the facility. No stopping on the way. None of that stuff. Yeah, I think treatment centers are actually a pretty good uh, place to be right now, whether you're in treatment currently or trying to get into treatment. I mean, a safe and medically supervised uh, environment with staff being trained about it. Um, it's just a pretty good idea rather than just being uh, at home and you're around people that support your recovery and, and support you towards bettering yourself as well. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention real quick, uh, off the subject of people that travel for treatment, I must say this, uh, and Kiflin actually just made this comment, there's another thing that you can do that can really help you with your recovery, and that is um, speaker tapes. Uh, so if you're in the 12-step community, there are people that give talks, and um, you can look them up. You can type in to Google, I mean, to YouTube, um, speaker tapes, like you can put mm -hmm. AA, you can put see it you can put any speaker tips and many different people might be on there um giving a talk that like uh, that might inspire you that might help you that might change your uh outlook that might give you some hope that might give you um they might it might help fortify your own recovery especially for, for somebody that's new in recovery like how does you know one of the things i want to be most sensitive to right now is people that have never experienced recovery that are brand new and right now it's like not only has their own in internal world fallen apart 
like because they know that they need to get the help that they do and they're attempting to get sober and kudos to all the people that are brand newcomers that are or people that are coming back that are newcomers that are attempting to get sober but now they get the news that the world is going through what it's going through because that's a bunch of anxiety and that's a bunch of depression that's external and the world is experiencing it and i think that when you do come into this if you're walking through this um with purpose with your with your head held high and you're you're really really about this then you can make it on the other end of this you know i we don't know what's going to happen anything can happen uh, at any given moment with whatever happens it could happen with the virus it can happen with um a fatal accident or something like that but point being is is if you're trying to save your own life if you're trying to save your own ass and you're really attempting to get sober please by all means just stay on the path with us because there's always hope we'll we'll get through this we'll get through anything you know there's always light at the end of the tunnel and and i i give a lot of props to the people that are brand new that are you know it's hard for them to process this cuz lord knows i know people with 20 and 30 years of sobriety that it's hard for them to process this a lot of people uh, are are not taking this easy i hear in many different circles that there's even people that have extensive amounts of times that that the the term keeps coming out I don't want to drink or the thought of drinking hasn't come to me but there are people that are saying the thought of drinking has come to them right I mean when I was at the store yesterday and I saw people that aren't in the recovery community just stocking up on liquor it's like now that you got to be you know staying in your house you know you can just drink it up and not really have to think about the stuff because you're sloshed right or or doing other stuff perhaps but if you're in sobriety kudos to you for walking through this you know we can walk through anything we can walk through fire how do you think this is going to impact recovery and sobriety over the next several months, possibly even several years? Can you ask that question one more time? How do you think the current state that we're in, how everything's going, what's the trajectory for how this is going to change recovery and sobriety over the next several months and maybe even several years? Lord knows. I, I, you know, that that's a question that I, I don't even know how to answer. I, I do know this. And my friend Pat just right now talked about Insomniac, which is uh, the Insomniac Consciousness Group is doing a Zoom meeting too. That if you don't know what Insomniac is, they put on the music festivals. There's a lot of young people, old people that really love EDM music or different types of music, house music, house music. I love me some house music. But um, there's a consciousness group that when, when you know, we just want this is bringing people together if anything like this is what i've seen whether it be sobriety or just humanity as a whole if this thing what i've witnessed one of the most fascinating things is how much it's bringing people together how we're looking out for each other's best interests how people are helping there are my friends are posting and they're they're sober friends and some aren't sober but they're posting on facebook um if you're an elderly person and you need help and you need me to deliver some groceries or something like that, please let me know. I've been told that if you know just to take my dad some groceries and send him stuff, there uh, I will post every single Zoom link I can, whether it be Insomnia Consciousness Group, whether it be for recovery, whether you know I, I do it in my own circles, depending on if you if you're not part of certain recovery pages, by all means send me a DM. I'll put you in them so that you can get connected. But if this is a time when 
we need to fortify when we need to build the structure of our sobriety whether you're an old timer a mid timer a newcomer doesn't matter doesn't matter like i i think it's of great importance importance for everyone to be sober through all of this so that we can all be in a right state of mind and be able to process this as it comes i believe there there will be goodness that comes on the other end of this what i'm experiencing within the recovery community is a lot a lot a lot a lot of love good people good human beings and not just i'm not talking just people that are in the 12-step world or in the recovery world people are really looking out for people right now it's a beautiful thing to, to see i love that that's a great way to uh to end it i want to throw another resource out there as well that i just thought of um, if anyone's where is bela so <laughs> a second ago frankie just asked where bela is this is bela this is my new kitten but i happened to get her about four days ago mm. She's the newest member of the family. She's just total love. She's been sitting on my lap during this whole broadcast. I, I at first didn't want to uh, show her because I thought, well, I mean, she's beautiful and all, but I thought I want people to be able to take this podcast more seriously. And if I put a kitten on my neck and, and had her like walk around me, that it would be kind of odd for people to take me seriously. But now, you know, I think we're getting towards the end of the broadcast, so it's okay to uh, have Miss Bela show her shit uh, show herself hello miss bela she is uh, absolutely adorable um just want to highlight a, another quick resource for people that uh, that may be helpful if anyone's not familiar with dr bob weathers uh he's been doing some really cool stuff too Pej. i don't know if you've seen what he's doing i love dr bob weathers he's one of my favorite human beings that man brings a lot to the table and he helps a lot of people in the addiction world in the alcoholism world he's just a good man I, I endorse him wholeheartedly. Yeah, check out his, um, uh, I think it's called Vitality Project. So he's doing daily live streams uh, with recovery talks, um, all kinds of helpful stuff in there. Uh, check him out, Vitality Project on, on Facebook, and you can search for Dr. Bob Weathers as well. Big shout out to him. Uh, he's great. Um, Pej, any other final tips of advice that you want to say to anyone during these times? I just want everybody to know. Um, I've been trying not to show a lot of emotion, but uh, I don't know why that is. Frankie would say ego. She's probably right. Um, my heart goes out to everyone. You know, um, I've got a slew of young people and just a few old ones that are around me who are, they're like part of the inner circle of my tribe of recovery folk, where we come together and we have small groups. They live in a house where we are all part of one unit. So we have to live together, but I, I'm with them. We lift each other's spirits. We share our feelings. We share what we're going through. Um, there's some people that are extremely anxiety ridden within the group. Uh, we're always trying to lift their spirits and let them know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Frankie just wrote E-G-O in capital letters. She's one of my favorites. Total, she's my, like, she's my guru. Anyway, so um, we're going to get through this. Just tough through it, you know. Uh, everything happens for a reason. Please, we don't have to know what the reason is. I believe that God is big. I believe that we are all children of a God. I think that God has intentions for all of us. I believe that there's a cat that's climbing down my arm right now. Um, it is the most cat in the world. If you call my cat ugly, 
calling a piece of God ugly. Look at that cat right there. Austin's got himself a nice big furry cat. That thing would make the dander on that thing would make me have to go to the hospital. And right now, nobody should go to hospital. <laughs> That's why I got an airless cat. She's cute, Dan. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, so much. If you need help with addiction, uh, or for whether it be for yourself or for a loved one, you can always reach out to us 24/7. You can send Pej a message on Facebook. You can email us. You can reach out to me on Facebook. Um, you can reach out to Beginnings Treatment Centers, who sponsors this podcast and has sponsored it for the past over two years now. Beginnings Treatment Centers, they are located in Orange County, California, but they accept people nationwide, no matter where they are, where you are. They can get you the help that you need. You can find more information from them at beginningstreatment.com or you can call them 24-7 at 877-577-9382. That's 877-577-9382. If you'd like to listen to any of our previous podcasts, I think we have like 80 of them out now. Uh, you can listen to all of them on iTunes Podcast, Google Play, where it's, uh, Spotify, uh, or you can visit our website at SoberGrind.com. Pej, thank you so much. Sober Grind. Sober Grind out. <laughs>